You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I hope wherever you are and whatever you are doing, you are doing very well. You're about to hear an interview with another legend, Schmier, the bass player, vocalist, and I believe he's a founding member of German band Destruction, thrash metal icons and superstars. They are touring Australia on the Down Under Attack Australian Duo 2018 tour. I'm going to read out some dates. They're all in April. Friday the 20th, they're playing Perth at the Amplifier. Saturday the 21st, they're playing Adelaide at Fowler's. Tuesday the 24th, they're playing Melbourne at Max Watts. Thursday the 26th, they are playing Canberra at The Basement. Friday the 27th, they are playing Brisbane at Crowbar. I'll certainly be at that one. And finally, Saturday the 28th, they are playing Sydney at The Manning Bar. Without further ado and further delay, let's get to the chat with Schmier. Here we go. Hello, Andrew. Do you hear me? I can indeed. I can hear loud and clear. How's things? Yeah, sorry, a little delay. Uh, it's a stressful week, and uh, I'm talking too much sometimes. And then the connections <laughs> didn't work, and we had to call again. And uh, oh, you know, yes. now we're here. Now we're here with almost 20 minutes delay. I'm sorry, but uh, I'm no, glad you waited. No, that's okay. no worries, mate. I was looking forward to having a chat. I don't know whether you recall, we had a chat about four or five months back when you released the Panzer yeah. album. Yeah. The Panzer album, I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be my first question for you. Now that the Panzer album's five or six months old, how has it been received? Uh, I think it's it, it's been received well. Uh, I I can see that here, especially here in Germany, some of the Herman Herman fans. Ah, yes. Uh, were maybe a little disappointed he's not in the band anymore, which I understand. But uh, for me, my, I think the album is, is uh, still fantastic. Uh, I'm so very proud of it. I, I don't know how the sales went uh, compared to the first one. I guess if yeah. maybe the first one so, sold a little bit more so far. But uh, actually, it's um, at the end of this week, end of March is always the, the time frame for the statements from the label. So then I will know how much the bands are sold, actually. Oh, good on you. So, yeah. far, so, so, so far, yeah. But um, yeah, it's... Um, I still enjoy the record, and um, I'm still very proud I did it. And uh, of course, it doesn't have the same attention as Destruction, New Destruction release, you know. But uh, but uh, we ha- I have a lot of people that, that really like the record because uh, you know I, I had just a chat with some younger kids that w- were like more Destruction fans, and they yep. they really liked the Panzer album, and they and they said, oh, just. The, the Judas Priest album. I just got a new Judas Priest album, and now the now I know where the Panthers coming from. Mm, you know, yes. uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, it's kind of funny that uh, that the kids discover Priest after Panther. You know, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But of course, you have to say this is the best Judas Priest album in twenty five years or so, or oh whatever. yeah, it is. It is. It's it's. And, um, I'm I'm like you, mate. I'm an old fan of Judas Priest, so I I mean I wasn't old enough to get into them until Painkiller came out, but Painkiller is still a high watermark for me. But this is an album which is at least in the same ballpark, I think. Oh yeah, this uh, it's uh, I think uh, until there's maybe two songs on the album that are not super great, but uh, mm. eight songs or nine songs are are fucking killer. They're like anthems. They're catchy as fuck, and Halford's vocal are majestic and there's a lot of nice guitar parts and it, it has all I need from a Priest album and I'm so glad they made n- another album like this. It's in my car since days and I Wonderful. can't stop listening and it, and the more I listen, the better it gets also. I mean, mm. it's uh, 
it's difficult to, to name a, a favorite song because there's so many good ones actually it's amazing yeah look I, I know that the band themselves have disputed this after the um kk downing thing came out about him not being a bit miffed that he wasn't invited back into the band when Glenn has the issues that have been well publicised. But I can actually hear Andy Sneap's influence across the album, not just as a producer, but as a songwriter. Now, I know I'll never be credited, and I know the band will never come out and say that, but I was a big fan of the album that Hell came out with in 2011. And I can hear some stuff from on that album that Andy Sneap both produced and joined in that band on this new Priest album. Yeah, Andy is a, a guy that when he goes into a production like this, he, you know, he's, he's giving all he can. I, I actually I met him uh, when he was into the Breast uh, production, and he's actually completely sober now. He doesn't drink alcohol anymore mm. and, and everything. And I asked him, how, how does it go with the Priest? And he says, you know, of course, Glenn's problem uh, made it difficult here and there, but uh, he was very positive about about um, the record and he said there's some really good songs on it and uh, mm. uh, you know I, I know from Accept also when he did the first album with Accept also that he sat down with Wolf and he played Wolf the old songs and uh, oh, he, he yes. led he, he led Wolf into the right direction again to write songs like this again because uh, yeah it, it's, it needs somebody that has the ears and the patience and uh, and I knew when when I heard Andy was was involved in the new mm. Priest album, I knew it would be. He knew it was going to be good. Out. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's going to yeah. be a good. It's going to be a good one. And I'm not I'm not sure about him being the guitarist that replaces Glenn at the moment. You know, because uh, Andy's not a lead player. You know, he's uh, he's a rhythm guy, he's isn't he? More, he's a he's a rhythm guy and he's mm. a songwriter. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he's a technic freak also, of course. But uh, but of course, for him, it must be amazing to play with Priest now. I mean, it's like, wow. It's like all of a sudden you're playing your favorite band. It's like, holy fuck. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It'll be interesting to see what they do after this tour cycle is finished, whether they do a Slayer and they decide to go into... Well, I know we don't know what Slayer are going to do, but they're hinting at fully retiring, aren't they? Because they're talking about not touring. But I wouldn't mind, better, wouldn't mind betting that Priest do the same thing because of the strength of this album, mate. It's going to be very hard for them to follow it up with that, Glenn. Yeah, I, I I don't think I think this will be the last album. You know, uh, Glenn was always priest. That's the reason why KK left the band. You know, because Glenn was the boss. Yeah, and uh, okay. KK wanted KK wanted to have more piece of the cake, and Glenn didn't really let him. You know, but uh, but now that that Glenn retires, I don't know. Maybe Glenn wants the band to go on without him, but I I don't know if this really mm. makes makes sense. You well, know, they're not kids. No, <laughs> yeah. You know, when I, when I see it live without Glenn now, it's not the same. But no. when I listen to the album, it's great. But when I see the live videos from the American tour right now, um, it's not the same because Glenn is not there. You know, he's been the motor in the band for all of those years. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, it's more so or less. It's, it's, like... it's, maybe the last, it's maybe the last album, I guess, you know. But, of course, also Halford's going to turn 70 soon, you know, and... But mm. I mean, his his voice is amazing on this album. So it's like, wow, he he shows yeah. the kids how it's done, you know. He has, yeah. It reminds me, as I say, I don't think it's as good as Painkiller, but at least it's in the ballpark. And I I think I totally agree with you. I think this is going to be the last one. I can't see yeah. how they can follow it up. It'll just be far too hard no. without the core membership. Yeah, you know, you know how it was after Painkiller. They couldn't do another album like this. You know, it's not so easy. You know, it's like a one of a lifetime record, and and the expectations are super high. And too high, yeah. It's it's not so easy, and at a certain age, 
it's difficult, you know. And at a certain age, also you don't have the this bite anymore, you know. You don't, you don't, they don't have to prove yourself, you know. It's, mm-hmm. I think, you know, if if they if they keep this as the last album, everybody will be happy. It's it's a statement for for life, you know. And uh, but they they have to play some shows, I guess. I mean, it's, it's the album is a huge success, so they they will tour and. I don't. I don't think Andy Sneap can do all the touring. I mean, he, no. he has to stop his whole producer stuff, you know. And mm. oh, yeah, but, you so, know. But, but yeah. But also, Andy Sneap said to me, "KK will not come back." You know. So I think there's no chance that KK comes comes back. Also, now that he talked the press and the media, you know, the yeah. press, the media lately was a lot of bad talks and stuff. So now it's too late. Mm. Talking about touring and shows, mate, you're coming down. Thank God you are, because we're all looking forward to that one. You're coming down next month. It's only a couple of days away. Or no, your shows are a few weeks away, but April's a couple of days away. So what sort of show are you bringing down? Are you going to be playing the Thrash Classics 2 album? That yeah, sort of we, we basically we basically bring like a, a big package of 36 years of thrash metal with us. Uh, uh, we focus on, on the old school songs. Of course, there's going to be a lot of old songs in the set list, a lot of classics. And uh, in between, uh, we have, of course, the new anthems, you know, that will also be in the set list. But yep. it, the set list will be pretty old school. I mean, uh, people that love the 80s will have a, a blast on, on, on those shows for sure. Yeah. So you had, um, last time we spoke as well, you were on, it was a couple of weeks away from being released, but Thrash Anthems 2, sorry, that was the album I was meant to reference a moment ago. How has that been received? Because that's been in market now a couple of months as well. Yeah, I mean, the people that bought the album really loved the album. Uh, I think uh, people understand that we had a lot of respect uh, for the originals and uh, that we tried to keep the the vibes, but of course play the songs like uh, we feel them now. And it was actually also much more work than we thought when we recorded the album to to keep that spirit and also... um, get all the details out that the the album has the old albums we were 17 when we recorded some of those tracks yes. you know and it's been a long time so it was a very inter- interesting experience uh, i would go even further and say you know every band that is like in the scene for so long um would do something good you know to dive back and re-record some old songs because you, you catch the spirit you catch the vibes you have a lot of memories they come back mm-hmm. and also it it kind of uh, shows you how it's been done back in the day you know it's uh for us it was definitely an influential experience again and it will also be a good push for the next record for us you know so i think uh, it's it's always good to stick to your guns and stick to your roots and uh, i think this album definitely helped us and i think the fans receive it that way of course there's always some haters you know they say oh you cannot touch the classics and you cannot re-record classics but you know um sorry i mean with the originators we started this we it's our songs we do what the fuck we want and yes. and uh, if you want to start uh, you know doing a whistle album with those songs we could do it too you mm-hmm. know it's our Agreed. right so so uh, i think as long as we don't slaughter the songs it's all fair enough and i think uh, the, the fan reactions were really good on this one so uh, th- that's why also the people now will get a lot of more old songs into the set list you know well, I think people should be bloody happy about that. I mean, people are always banging on about bands who play too many of their new tracks, and if you're talking about bringing down 36 years' worth of thrash metal classics, mate, you should have a full a full house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we have the privilege to have too many good songs to choose from, <laughs> and uh, uh, but it's actually it's it's a great thing. So, uh, you know, the Settlers will have only great, great tracks, and 
of course, some of the new songs fit in really well. Actually, it's also a good thing about the set list. Uh, it's a nice blend, and all the new, all the new fits really good together. You know, so it's uh, we had a lot of good reactions um, here in in Europe, and we just been in Russia for the, for some shows. And oh yeah, people 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 love the set list, and it's, it's going to be a very similar one that we come. To Australia, Australia will have two or three different songs, I think, than mm-hmm. than the one we just played in Russia. But uh, Russian fans are super happy about the set list and about the songs. And uh, I think also Australia will get a nice dose, and it's going to be a long show, at least for a thrash metal band. It's going to be at least one and a half hours or so. So. Oh, wicked, mate! Yeah, look, yeah. we've been talking about Priest as a legendary band, but mate, as far as a thrash metal band goes, mate, there's really God, it's not many bands are, are, you know, in terms of, you know, prestigious popularity, if you know what I'm saying, when you're talking about influence and, and um, prestige and the like, Destruction, man, you're up there with Metallica at the end of the day, but are you actually aware of how influential Destruction has been over so many bands over such a long time? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's uh, sometimes a little surreal and uh, it's actually very funny that, of course, uh, First, it was the American death metal bands that named us as an influence. Then it was the, mm. all the Scandinavian black metal bands that named as an influence 10 years later. And now we have all those young thrash metal bands again that uh, name us as influence. And it's very funny when I listen to those young bands and I hear the singers doing their squeaky vocals here and there, <laughs> then then I can tell right away, okay, this guy likes destruction, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. of course, it's for us, it's it's a it's a, a honor to be influential. But I don't I don't you know, I don't register it that way. I I, I say it's an honor, and I'm I'm not getting a big head because of this. Uh, I'm a, I'm a people that lives in yeah, you're grand. I'm a person that lives yeah. in, in, I'm, I'm I'm living in real life, you know. I appreciate mm. it, and it's nice to see, and uh, but uh, it it doesn't make me a big head or something, you know. So last time, we covered a lot of ground when we last had a chat, but there was a question I didn't get to ask you, actually, so I'm going to ask it now. So I remember reading in Metal Maniacs about 18 or 20 years ago, because I used to not have a subscription, but I used to buy it whenever it came out. We used to get copies of it here at news agencies in Australia. But I remember reading an interview with you, and it I, I, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you used to run a pizza shop or a bar during the 90s when you were out of destruction. Is that true? And can you tell me a bit about that, if that's the case? Yeah, it was actually... It was like a pizzeria with a bar. So we had a, mm. uh, a, a like a beer garden and the pizza uh, food uh, service part of the of the restaurant, and then we had like a little bar next to it, which which had also some metal playing. And um, I started in '96 after my first record with Headhunter. I I said I need something to do, and uh, uh, I started this place and uh, mm. put all my, put all my effort in it. And then in 1999, Destruction came back with a big, big strike, and I was in trouble having the restaurant and the band, and uh, I w- we were touring a lot also at that time. Mm-hmm. So in 2004, I, I sold uh, the, the place, and uh, I, I stopped uh, the restaurant business, because uh, one thing that you have to learn, know about restaurant business, it's a 24-hour job, it's a lot of hard yes. work, and you have to, and you have to be there, you know? You have to be there. It's it's not like when you do have a franchise franchise place where, like McDonald's, you know, it doesn't matter where the boss is uh, because everybody's trained and it's just like food from plastic bags, you know. But here we had a real restaurant and I was the chef also and it was getting more difficult. So I had to, with a heavy heart, I had to stop. But I, you know, when you question 
just when you ask a question to yourself, like, you know, do you want to tour the world with the band and mm. do something unique or you want to do your restaurant? That is also something great, but you are stuck to one place and it's so much work. And it's at the end, it's not, it's not that you're going to get rich from a restaurant, you know, it's, no, uh, it's just a lot of work, isn't it? it? Yeah. It's a lot, of, it's a lot of work and a lot of passion. And I, 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 I never, I never regret that I stopped. But uh, I always enjoyed it very much, and uh, I learned a lot of things also in those years. And I could always do a restaurant or a bar again, maybe one day. Who knows? That's hmm. something I, I I still enjoy. And when I'm home, you know, I'm cooking all the time. I'm doing cocktails for my friends, and mm-hmm. I'm 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 still in this mode when I'm home, and uh, I still enjoy it. But of course, music is my my love, my passion, my life, and uh, I, I'm happy that I can do destruction again. Do you think, a bit of a different question for you, do you think there's ever going to be a possibility that there would be a big four of Teutonic thrash metal on a tour? You know how, of course, they had the big four with Metallica, Anthrax, and Megadeth, and so yeah. would it, would it Would it ever be a possibility, so yourselves, Creator, Sodom, and Tankard could get together and take something like that on the road? Because I think it would be really well received. Yeah, you have to see that Metallica was the initiator of the big four, mm. American big four. Yeah. And and they basically stepped down from their big horse because they're the most popular band in heavy metal, basically. Mm. And and they gave the other bands a chance to do this uh, with their. There's a big gratitude, you know, about this because uh, Metallica didn't have to do it. They gave big parts away to those bands, and they made it make it made it a big bill. And the same has to happen for the German big four. And Creator are the big biggest band of of us uh, at the moment, and uh, Miller from Creator has to. Get this together. I, I had a chat with him lately, and I said, "Miller, destruction is ready. Whenever you want to do this, nice. let's okay. do it." Yeah, and it's basically up to Tankard and to Sodom to uh, to join this because uh, Tankard are not doing this professionally. They're having jobs and stuff, you know. Oh, is that right? So, okay, yeah. So, so this is the problem number one, and uh, now Sodom has a new lineup, and uh, maybe they want to tour more. Hopefully, this is a good sign for this tour to happen. Mm-hmm. But I also said to Miller, you know, whenever you want to do it, I'm ready. So, destruction is in, and hopefully, you know, 2019 will be the right year for that. Uh, we're holding back our plans for 2019 yet, and okay, hopefully, we can, we can make this happen. I mean, um, you know. Every heavy metal or thrash metal fan in the world is waiting for this tour, you know. So, it has to happen. Yeah, I agree. Look, it's look. Don't get me wrong here, but God, even we're all getting older. If you know what I'm saying, and there's uh, that window. Exactly. You know, we're, we're all healthy. The window is closing one yeah. day. You know. Yeah, right. Exactly. Though. That's how it is, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We all, we all, we all, we all are getting any younger, and that's how I see it too. And I will do my best uh, to keep the ball rolling and to talk to Miller. But at the end, it's Miller's call. You know, creator. Yeah. If creator. Pulls this out. Uh, they, you know, they have to do a, the right schedule and have to be the right money, of course, for the other bands to, to maybe stop their jobs for a while or something. I don't know how this is working for them, but uh, there was always the problem in the last years that the other guys couldn't do it because they have like their jobs and their families and stuff. You know. Yeah, I understand. It's different. It's, diff- it's different with Creator and us. You know, we're both professional bands. We're both touring bands. We both uh, a lot of t- a lot of time on the road, so um, we could start any time together. But it's more up to Sodom and, and Tango at the moment. So we, we, I'm hopeful. I will keep the ball rolling. Talk to the guys. Uh, 
Maybe I'm going to write another email later on today, now that you reminded me of, <laughs> and say, guys, what's up? You know, let's plan this let's for 2019. Do it. Let's do it. And uh, we'll see. Uh, it, it would be a dream come true that it finally happens. You know, it's um, great. Yeah. As, as you said, we're not getting any younger. Mm. Mate, I'll just do a time check. How much more time have I got? Um, you have five more minutes if you want. Five more no minutes. Problem. Okay. Hmm? I'll get this question out then. What episode from your career gives you the greatest sense of pride because you've had some incredible episodes, haven't you? Some wonderful albums. Yeah, it's difficult, you know, when you're when you when you look back at at, at, the, at the the great times and at all those albums and uh, different faces of the band and in the '80s and the start and how everything, you know, when something starts, something is new, something is exciting. Uh, it's you cannot repeat it. It's it's like having the first time sex. You know, it's like. <laughs> You know, it's like, wow, what the fuck was that? You know, and <laughs> and uh, and I, I I can compare our career pretty much to sex. You know, it's mm. like, when was the best time you had sex? You know, do you remember, or is there too many good experiences? You know, sure. yeah. I think I think uh, it's very difficult to just name one phase. For, of of course, the eighties start was very special, and of course, also the reunion uh, was something that was very touching for me because I was kicked out of the band. But I was the one that could bring the band back, and I never thought this would happen. You know, for for the time I was out of the band, and the guys continued without me, I I was a hundred percent sure this is it. You know, so yeah. I think those those two moments are very special. The reunion, uh, for the first reunion months or years, uh, and also the beginning of the band when everything just formed out of nowhere. Those young kids from the hillbilly part of Germany, kind of. <laughs> Became, became an international metal band, uh, kind of crazy. I think those are the, the two monuments of, of my career. Mm. Wonderful answer to that question, mate. I'll uh, let you get to your next interview. You're a legend. Thank you so much for answering my questions, and hopefully we can catch up and share a beer when you come to Australia. Oh, you have to come to the show. Uh, oh, we'll be um, there, yeah. yeah. Talk to John so you get a, you get a, get you on the guest list and then come over for a drink. Yeah, for sure, mate. Yeah, I'd look forward to that. Okay. It'd be great to catch up. Yeah, sounds great, Andrew. Okay. All right, mate. No worries. See, see you in four weeks then. Absolutely. <laughs> Look forward to it, mate. All right. Okay, then. Okay. Good night. No Bye-bye. Bye. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew McKay-Smith, and that was my conversation with Schmier, the legendary frontman of thrash metal icons from Germany, Destruction. Thank you so much for listening.